Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM. Drive time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is Helen Gray and I'm the lay pastoral worker at Birdwood SDA Church in the beautiful Adelaide Hills. It is really wonderful to be able to share with every one of you. And this week and next we're taking as our theme 10 big questions about spiritual revival. And today we ask, can God's promises give peace, joy and victory over sin? Co-host this week... And she was here last week. And Lindy, we are so pleased to welcome you back. Is Lindy Sperring. She is the prayer ministry's leader for the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia. And she's also an associate speaker for Spirit Baptism um, Ministry. And so we'd really like to say welcome, Lindy. Thanks, Helen. It's a pleasure to be here. It is such a delight to see when Lindy here. Lindy. I'd just like to bring something that I read in the paper, if that's all right, if we can just quickly have a look at this. And it's recent. It was out on Sunday in the Sunday News. And it was talking about fears that more women at risk. And I've been listening to this on the radio a couple of times, and it was talking about Catherine House. I don't know if you've been up to speed with what's been happening, but they are fairly sure that it has actually been reduced the um, funding for them <clears throat> and she said that her impression this this is written or oh, one by a girl called Maddie she said impression of a homeless person was they were always old and male would that be what you would have thought a homeless person maybe in the past Helen but of recent years no I've no. seen women that are homeless yes. young women that yeah. are homeless and I've seen a lot of young men as well yes and it's really really sad I remember I had a student and um he was a really nice guy, and he was late to class. But it, with Centrelink, if you're late more than three times, they will stop your payment and say, what's going on? And unfortunately, he came into my class, and it was the third time he was late. And I said to him, I have to mark you as absent. And he was a bit upset with me, and I said, well, you've got a choice. You can either leave the class, or you can stay and still learn something. Well, he chose to stay, and afterwards I spoke to him. And I said to him, what's the go? What's happening? Why are you late? He sat down with me and tears came in my eyes as he explained to me his mother had remarried and um, the guy was a drunkard and abusive and he left home and he was sleeping, would you believe, in Goodwill Bin? Mm. In a Goodwill Bin, Lindy. And um, going to public toilets and just sort of freshening himself up. Um, I was in tears. A really, really nice person. And here he was. He was literally homeless and he was in a Goodwill Bin. And I think there's a lot more people nowadays who are finding themselves in that position yeah. for a whole variety of reasons. It yeah. can be because there's trauma or dramas at home or some family members become sick and they've lost their ability to earn the income to maintain their lifestyle. Oh, and so, so sad. All sorts of reasons. Sometimes I think mental health too affects people and they want to get away from home and end up living rough in the streets. Yeah. I remember years ago, Helen took a group of students into the city and we knew that there were some people living under the bridge and so we took bags of food and other items in 
for them and they seemed very pleased to receive them. I'm not sure what they did with them, but it was just a way of us reaching out to those who live rough. My mother always said, don't judge someone unless you walk in their moccasins. Oh, that's true. And I thought that was so true. Well, this Maddie, she actually thought it was like a stereotype, but it was shattered when she was aged just 19. She found herself coach surfing and also fighting for survival on Adelaide streets. 19. And now she's 21 years old, was homeless for five months after the student accommodation where she lived and worked at North Adelaide closed permanently with just a week's notice and a fortnight before Christmas. But life changed when she was referred to Catherine House's Chris, uh, sorry, Crisis Intervention Service, which gave her a roof over her head, hot meals and a safe place until she was able to move into community housing in August. Maddie was um, among speakers at a Parliament House rally yesterday, demanding the state government reverse funding cuts that it is feared will put women at risk of further violence and discrimination. Maddie said she would have died without Catherine House support. And I guess as a lot of women would be saying the same. She said, my whole life I've been treated like a burden and like I'm not worth help. To come to somewhere where you matter, it was great. I felt really safe and comfortable. And she was shocked to hear the timing of the cuts coming into effect in midwinter of all times. She was joined by hundreds of people, women, men and children, who chanted out, no cuts to Catherine House, women vote too. And it's really, really sad when you think about it. The the general manager, Julie Duncan, she said she felt humbled by the outpouring of the community support. And, you know... Her suggestion was that this may have been an unintended outcome of reform and she hoped that the funds would be reinstated before July. But what if it's not? What are going to happen to these women? It's a big concern, not just for the women themselves, but for all of us because we're a community and we need to be caring for each other in some way. I know some of our schools have done a big blanket collection during winter and taken taken those blankets into the city for the folk who are doing it rough or who are living rough. And, you know, there's lots of ways that we can help and support. But, yes, I think it's not just about the women either, Helen. It's about the men as well. Yes. Needing a safe place to be where they feel comfortable and safe and cared for and they've got available resources to help them. I think also putting in place different procedures and ways that people can come away from living rough and perhaps pathways to them finding a permanent home and to finding a place where they feel valued and safe and cared for. Yeah. Um, I've had some friends that have gone through Catherine House. That's why it's dear to my heart. And um, I remember one of them saying, well, at least now I feel like I belong somewhere. And that person was helped, eventually got a, a, a unit or a flat um, near the near the city, and was getting back on her feet. But you know, if women in crisis, if women have come from an abuse situation, which has been life and death situations for a lot of them, it's pretty scary if they think this is going to be taken away. Absolutely. What do they do? You know, unless they're put somewhere else, or unless there's no cuts, some of them, I fear, will think, well, at least we we will we'll go back to that relationship I was in, and it could be to their detriment. Absolutely. And it Mm. just highlights the fact too, Helen, that we do need refuge places for women here in South Australia, homes where they can recover and regroup and are able to move on with their lives. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Lindy. Thank you. I hope we can see that it won't be cut um, and will continue and even provide um, perhaps better support along the way. I know there are a lot of churches that are trying to support um, where we find people and um, I, I found people sleeping in um, places next to the shopping centre, you know, little shelters. I found them in uh, an overhang where the toilets have been and uh, I can remember I nearly tripped over one one gentleman one day and um, I, I feel very sad. Of course, people turn around and say, yeah, well, a lot of them are on drugs and they don't want to be helped, but that's not everybody. And what, what makes them want to stay on the drugs? Because that's the only way some of them can cope. That's right. Very, very sad. Okay, well, let's just go and have a look at, um, might have a few ads I think it's time to bring in. One of them that I do want to talk to you, which is also dear to my heart, is um, at Birdwood this weekend. Well, because I'm involved with Birdwood, I'm actually very much um into what's happening in Birdwood. So I'm taking liberties here and uh, advertising for Birdwood, but I'm actually advertising for the Bible Society, and they do a fantastic work. So on this Friday, the local Bible Society is having a fundraising stall at the United Church in front of the op shop. They um, would love you to come along. They will have some baked goods, cakes, biscuits, jams, pickles, pot plants, garden produce, brick and brack, and anything that they they can sell to raise funds so that the Bible Society can still keep doing the wonderful work they're doing. And they're also saying that if you have anything you think that you might want to donate, they are very happy um, to come and pick it up. Or if you want to take a trip out to Birdwood, you would be more than welcome. And um, if you have uh, anything that you want picked up, then please just um, contact the United um, church and tell them you want to have some donations there for the Bible Society. It will will go, I believe it's from 1 to no it's not, I think it's from 10 to 1, I'm just looking here to see what I can find out on this ad um, yes and, and uh, please feel free to come up, buy the goods and help the Bible Society, that would be really really great. Okay We have another ad here, so just going to flick across. Take Faith FM on the go with the free Faith FM app, available for Apple and Android. Of 
your hand turn the sea into dry land to the outcast on her knees you were the god who really sees and by your might you set your children free el shaddai listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with Helen Gray and today our co-host is Lindy Sperring and Lindy is a prayer ministries leader in, for the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia as well as an associate speaker for Spirit Baptism Ministry. Well, that's quite a, um, that's quite, quite a bit on your shoulders, Lindy. Yes. I, I also see that you've been with us all last week and with this with this week as well. And Lindy, I just want to ask you, how are you actually 
coping with all of this. This is a huge subject, Spirit um, Steps to Personal Revival, being filled with the Holy Spirit. I, um, I'm very interested for you to share with the listener how this has actually affected you this week. Would you do that for us, please? Look, I've really, really enjoyed and seen it as a great privilege to be on the radio to talk about this amazing book, Steps to Personal Revival, Helen. And it's as I came to understand, walking in my Christian walk, that I really couldn't be successful or victorious unless I had experienced the Holy Spirit in my life, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and walking with the Lord every day. So I absolutely love this book, Steps to Personal Revival, and it's my prayer that anyone listening that hasn't got it, they obtain the book and they start to understand more deeply how we can be spiritually revived in our lives. Fantastic. How can people get hold of this book, Lindy? Okay, so you go online and you can download it as an ebook. You just type in steps to personal info and scroll down and download it as an ebook. And the author is? The author is Helmut Horbel. He's a German businessman slash pastor. And he wrote this book after being impacted by Dennis Smith's books, the 40 days, the 10 day books about walking with the spirit and growing spiritually, how we can grow spiritually. Fantastic. I can also recommend this book. It's great. I have a friend who's read it probably three times. She's going through it again and it's certainly strengthening her faith. And as um, we talk each day. Which is really great. Which reminds me, if any of you would like to send in your name, where you're from, or any comments, please do so. We have a text uh, here of 0488880811. Please feel free to do that. We'd love to hear where people are listening to us here. Again, that number, text in is 04888. Eight oh eight one one. Well, Lindy, I think um, there are things that happened to you even the last two weeks, haven't they? Well, yes, Helen. I think sometimes we come under spiritual attack when we're mm-hmm. walking and working in the area of hoping that others will grow spiritually. And the last few weeks I've had a couple of health challenges and then I had some news that my brother who's in Kathmandu, may have COVID. We're not sure. He's in isolation. He's very ill. And so sometimes there's a lot of stirring up that can go on in life. And I'm sure there are many listeners that are dealing with all sorts of things in their lives today as well. And so our topic about can God's promises give peace, joy, and victory over sin is a topic that encourages me. So I hope that it encourages others as well. And I just wanted to share just a little illustration from the book about about praying with promises. So let's assume that you have a child that isn't good in French at school and you want to encourage your child. I don't know about you, Helen, but I had to learn a little bit of French. Parlez-vous français. Yeah, français. Je m'appelle Lindy. <laughs> and I learnt it for a few years and I don't think that I mastered it very well, but you want to encourage your child to study French and you promise if they get a good grade, you'll give them $20. And that's something that sometimes parents do. So as a, the child really studies hard and we help the child with it so that they'll get a good grade and then they come home and run through the front door and say, Mom, Dad, I got a really good grade. I, I need that $20 now. 
Well, is the child certain that they're going to get that $20? Well, a promise has been made from the parent and the requirements have been fulfilled. In fact, a lot of people work like this with their children. They give them an incentive. But it could be at that moment that the parent doesn't have $20. And can it be that God doesn't have something that he's promised? Absolutely impossible. Or could it be that I take my promise back and say, and say something like, no, I don't think you should be uh, being rewarded with money. Does God change his mind? A parent can change their mind. It's impossible. God's promises are sure and we can trust in them, Helen, no matter what. Absolutely. Lindy, before we go any further, though, may I pray for you? Thank you. And uh, for the listeners that are listening, loving Heavenly Father, we come before you acknowledging that you are God and King of kings and Lord of lords. We want to thank you, Father, that you brought us to this point. And I know, Lord, that the listeners that are are on um, our station tonight, they have needs too, Father, and I pray that you will meet their needs, each one. Lord, I especially ask that you will bless Lindy. I know that she's being attacked. Lord, I know she has a tremendous faith in you, but we would ask that you would uphold her, comfort her, and give her the strength she needs to get through. I pray for her. Her brother, Mark, at Kathmandu, I pray, Lord, your healing hand will be over him. Be with Lindy's mum, too, as she has just moved into a, another place, and, and strengthen and guide her as well. Bless us, each one, Lord, as we go through, as we open Scripture, Lord. May we be enlightened through the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray in the loving name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Helen. Well, let's come again to some more music. And um, just before music, let's just have another ad. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Romans ten seventeen. You're listening to Faith FM. All victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with His redeeming blood. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Oh, come on. Are you washed, Are you washed in, in the blood, in the, the soul-cleansing blood? Sought me and 
Welcome back again. So good to have you with us. Wasn't that a great song? The Blood Medley. I would like to also offer, if anybody would like to have a free Bible, we have a gift Bible to give away. Uh, it's a New King James Version, and it has some helps at the back by Mark Finley, and very, very helpful. So if you would like to have a gift Bible, please jot this number down, text to us, gift Bible, and we will send it to you. The number is 488 Eight eight zero eight one one. That's the New King James Version Gift Bible with Finley Helps zero four eight 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 zero eight one one. I'm sure that you will be very very pleased to to have this. Let us know, Lindy. Can God's promises give peace, joy, and victory over sin? Absolutely, Helen. Absolutely, I've seen this over and over in my own life, and it's very clear in the Word of God. You know, we talk about faith, Helen, and faith is really believing without seeing, and yet we can see evidence of it. Like we can see the evidence of the wind. We can't see the wind. We can see the evidence of the wind. It blows the trees, and it's the same with our faith. We don't really see sometimes, but we see in other ways. In the word in Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, it reminds us that we receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We need to have that faith, and we have to ask with faith for the Holy Spirit for an outpouring. And the other part of praying with faith and believing for the Spirit is praying with promises. Now, I don't know if you've heard about this before, Helen, but we can really benefit from praying the promises that God has for us. And he offers us so many, many promises in the Bible. There are really two groups of promises, and I think we need to remember this. There are spiritual promises, and they involve like forgiveness of sin, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and for the power to do his work. Those promises are always available and always sure for us, for those of us who are walking with the Lord. But the promises for temporal blessings may not always happen. And I think this is important for young people and us to understand because those temporal blessings depend on God's providence and as he sees best for us. So he fills our needs, not our wants. Absolutely, and sometimes we may pray inappropriately for something that God knows in the long run is not the best thing for our situation. Mm. And can he sees a bigger picture. He sees a big tapestry. We only see a small part of it. Linda, can you give us an example of praying through a promise, please? Yes, yes, I'm just going to look up a few of those promises now. But for one is in John five fourteen to 15, and it says this, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. What a great promise. If we ask anything according to his will, God hears us. And there are other parts of that promise. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. That's in verse 15. So that's John 5. 14 to 15. And so, it reminds us that our, the things that we ask for, Helen, need to be that what God wants us to ask, not our will. 
Amen. Um, I've taken to putting it, making it more personal. You know, putting my name in there. For example, Absolutely. I think of um, John three sixteen, where very well known uh, verse. And it says, for God so loved the world. And for me, I bring it home by saying, for God, so, God, you so love me. Helen, you gave your only begotten son for me. Helen, you know, that Helen, believing in you, will not perish, but will have everlasting life. To me, that's a beautiful promise. And I think it's important to put ourselves into yes. those promises because Thank they you. become more real for us. Mm. And in Romans twelve twelve, it says, you know, our thinking is, it does need changing our thinking, but we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And How? We How? can claim this promise that God will renew our mind. We can ask him to create a clean heart in us. We can ask him to give us a greater experience with him than we've ever had before. So this is not something we can do ourselves. We can't say, I'm going to change my thinking now. I'm going to be positive for the next few days. Is is that how it works? Well, there's a lot of talk out in the community about positive thinking mm-hmm. and, you know, I suppose you could almost call it self-manipulation. But we're talking about claiming a promise in faith and believing that it is going to happen. There's a big difference than just talking about positive thinking that involves us only. We are involving God, our divine Amen. heavenly Father, in our lives in this way. So really, we when we play the song, Change My Heart, O Lord, it's because we can't change ourselves, can we? Not no. on a permanent basis. No, we can't. And, you know, sometimes we have to be willing to be made willing. I know in my walk there were some things in my life that I said, Lord, can you make me willing to be more willing? Because our human nature, we're born sinners in need of a saviour and our human nature wants to do what we want to do. We are inherently sinful and selfish and yet God says, I want to take you out of that and I want to bring you into this covenant relationship where God is centre of our lives and his promises, his spiritual promises are there for the asking. They are there for us. Uh, One of the ones I love the most, Helen, is in Proverbs 3, Verse 5 and 6, and I know that you know this one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. It's only in recent years, Helen, that I've really claimed that promise and I've seen God step me out of my normal way of living and to have to really trust in him. When my husband and I were called to South Australia, we had to leave everything behind to a large degree, our jobs, Glenn's business, our friends, our family, and to move with faith knowing that God would provide, and he most certainly has. And so I I love this one, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And Helen, there are so many promises in the Bible. What about the promise we've talked about over this week, Luke eleven thirteen? How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You know, children ask their parents for things all the time. I remember my children in the car saying, Mom, can you stop and buy us a treat? And Mom, can we do this? And Mom, can we do that? And yet our heavenly Father so much more wants to give us, each and every one of us, the Holy Spirit. And we may not feel worthy. 
We may not think that we have what it takes, but he will give us what it takes. And so these promises in the word of God, and I challenge everyone who's listening to find a promise in the Bible, type it up and print it up, put it on the wall somewhere in your home and claim it for yourself. Claim that promise. Right. Lindy, that is just so beautiful. And it's so encouraging to know that we have a God who listens, who cares and Answers. That's so important, isn't it? And the condition of those promises is believing. And sometimes we don't believe enough, but we can ask God to give us a greater measure of faith. You know, we only need faith as small as a mustard seed, Helen. And it's not very big. It's not very big. It's tiny. And here's God saying, you know, he will increase our faith. In John seven thirty-eight to 39, it says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. Helen, I want to have rivers of living water flowing out of my life. I want my life to impact others. I want others to see Christ in me and them to be drawn to Jesus. In Galatians 5.16 it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We've talked about being carnal Christians throughout this week, and I think some of us are worried. Are are we carnal Christians? And yes, we can be fleshly and carnal at times because we are sinners, but God is calling us to be spiritual Christians, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's a choice that we can make. We die daily. We put to death the sins in our body And we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I actually, I love, I love God's promises. But what I love too is that in that particular verse you just mentioned, I say then walk in the spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's almost like a command, isn't it? Absolutely. He's not saying think about it or maybe it's a command, really walk in the spirit. And then he gives us a promise and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's right. Yeah. I remember there's a text in scripture that says draw nigh to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. A lot of people forget the first part of that one, Lindy. They often say, resist the devil and he'll flee. But the most important part, I believe, is the first part, draw nigh to God. Absolutely. And as we draw closer to him, the enemy doesn't want to be around. He wants to leave. So he will be um, filled with a desire to leave us alone. I suppose the question is a really important question. If you're struggling in this area, Have we completely submitted our wills to God? Do we really want to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And Helen, that is probably the battle for humankind when you become a Christian. Are we willing to completely surrender every aspect of our lives to God? And it can be a bit scary. It can seem a bit scary. But when we start down that path, everything changes in our lives that we We would be silly to turn back from that. And sometimes we can have a great measure of the Spirit and we can wander away. We may have been having a lengthy neglect of the spiritual aspects of our life and our failure to breathe spiritually, but a compassionate Redeemer is waiting for us. He loves us so much. It was Ellen White, that prolific writer who wrote this day by day, 
his heart was drawn out towards Christ. And this is about John the Apostle, until he lost sight of self in love for his master. Oh, that that's powerful, Lindy. He lost sight of himself. I remember reading somewhere before it said, Lord, when before you know him, it's all of me and none of him. And as you get to know him, it's some of me and some of him. But finally, through his power, we can get to the point and say, none of me, all of him. Amen. And, and that's, that's what we need, isn't that's it? That's what we need. That is the way that we will be filled with the Spirit, that we will be spiritual Christians, overcoming victory, overcoming sin and having victory over sin, and also having joy, not as the world gives. You know, I'm not talking about happiness and laughter when you go to a party or some amusement. I'm talking about deep-seated joy inside, that no matter what happens, you will have that peace and joy. And we're living in a society that is very much anxious in many ways. In fact, it's been recorded that one in seven are suffering with anxiety. I think it's probably much higher oh, than I that, I think it Helen, probably is nowadays. Particularly yeah. during the pandemic. Well, I want to have peace and joy and victory over sin. And the way I do that is by inviting the Holy Spirit to take over my life and to pray the precious promises and include my name in those precious promises or even the names as we talked last night about Ephesians 3 verses 14 to 21, praying for others who haven't given their hearts to the Lord, put their name in that prayer. Is this pray. a one-of, Lindy? It would, <laughs> it would be good, Helen, sometimes if we didn't have to repeat things. But if we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and if we want to pray and intercede for others, we need to persevere in that and we need to every day surrender our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lindy. We're going to stop at that point because I just want to mention again that we have a free giveaway for those that are listening. We have a book which is the Bible and it is also the New King James Bible. Uh, version gift Bible and it's got Mark Finley helps in it and we would certainly um, encourage anyone who's listening please send your um, send through on a text at 0488 880811 to receive this this uh, Bible free and we'll get it out to you that the name again of course it is a New King James Version if you just type in gift Bible and uh, send it to zero four triple eight eight zero eight one one, and you will receive that Bible with the Mark Finley helps in it. I'm sure you'll appreciate that. However, I also want to mention again Birdwood this uh, coming Friday from ten to one. The local Bible Society is having a fundraising stall at the United Church in front of the op shop. Please come along if you're in the hills or you want to take a drive through the. Beautiful hills, come along. There'll be baked goods, there'll be garden produce, there will be bric-a-brac. And if you have anything you wish to donate, feel free. You can bring it along or um, give a call through to the Uniting Church. And also, 
there is something else, and that is the the book that we're sharing with Lindy is a marvelous book, and it's called Steps to Personal Revival: Being Filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you've got questions in your mind about all that Lindy's been speaking about last week and this week, I believe that you will gain so much from reading this book. Lindy, tell us where they can get hold of it, please. We we'll just go online and type in Steps to Personal Revival info and you will be able to scroll down and download the ebook Steps to Personal Revival by Helmut Horbel. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lindy. And welcome back to those that are listening. And if you're just tuned in, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, Big Questions and Answers with Helen Gray. And today our co-host is Lindy Sparing. Lindy is the prayer ministry's leader in uh, from the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia, also an associate speaker for Spirit Baptism Ministries. Lindy certainly has got a ministry here that God is using her in a very, very practical way. And I thank Lindy for coming in and sharing with us. But Lindy, I'd like to also um, talk a little bit more about what we're discussing today. Can God's promises give peace, joy and victory over sin? I did notice, Lindy, in, in that book, there was a section where um, the writer was telling about a jar, a a gentleman that didn't get any results, no positive results. Did you check through that one? I'd love you to share it with us. Yeah, well, a young man was looking for counsel because he wanted to be filled with the Spirit. He was really struggling. And he was asked by Helmut Hobble, well, have you completely surrendered? And he said, well, I don't think I have. And that's a struggle for all of us, isn't it? That's a struggle. And the pastor said, well, <clears throat> it won't do any good to pray Unless you've completely submitted your will to God, don't you want to submit to him now? And that's a question for all of us. But it's a, it's a difference before and after, Helen, that I just want to highlight as we, as we go into our final time here, that Helmut Horbel himself, when he started praying daily with promises for the Holy Spirit, he noticed some differences in his life. He had more new and encouraging insights while reading the Bible. He was able to be more victorious when he was battling temptation. His prayer times became more precious and gave him greater joy. He saw God answering more of his prayers and he had greater joy and boldness, as it tells us in Acts. He became more sociable with his friends and he was living more happily and feeling more secure and he started to understand the spiritual gifts. And he stopped criticizing others as well, which is interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to hear. He feels uncomfortable when he hears others criticizing other people. And so we know that there's these changes that take place. They may be quietly. It might take time. But we can be changed and transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's in Second Peter 1 verses 3 to 4 that it says that through an intimate relationship with Jesus – we may, through the great and precious promises, be partakers of the divine nature. Helen, I want to be a partaker of the divine nature of Jesus. Absolutely. I don't want Absolutely. to try and keep doing things in my own strength and failing and causing pain to others and sub sub being subjected to sin that tries to take hold of my life. I want to have victory over sin. I want to be different. And it says in Matthew 4, uh, 4, 7, 10, he said, Man lives through every word 
that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I've got my Bible here right beside me. It's not just words. It's supernatural, the word of God, and we can claim the precious promises and see our Lord change us and transform us, ready to meet Jesus when he comes. And isn't that what all of us really want, isn't it? Absolutely. All of us really want that. And it's our choice. Mm -hmm. We have a choice. Are we willing to choose to surrender more of our lives to God. We can surrender every part of our life, our finances, our our entertainment time, our work time, our relationships, our everything. I, I could think of a hundred different things that we can surrender to God and allow him to live in us. Absolutely. Um, I want to come back again, if you don't mind, to that young man you were talking about. Yes. Um, I believe the pastor asked him, have you completely submitted your will to God? What was his answer? Well, he said, I don't think I completely have. He Mm. didn't think that he had completely surrendered himself to the Lord. And what did the pastor say? Then you need to completely submit your will to God. Are you willing to do it? He said, and the young man said, yes, then ask him to do it. And he prayed, oh, this is an interesting prayer he prayed, Helen. Mm. Oh, God, empty me from my own will. Bring me into complete submission to your will. Lay down my will for me, I pray in Jesus' name. And then the pastor said to him, well, did it happen? <laughs> it must have, he said. I asked God for something according to his will, and I know that he answered me, and that I have that which I prayed for. Yes, it had happened. My will has been laid down. So then once our will's laid down, and it's a choice that we have, then we pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, baptize me now with your Holy Spirit. And so I think sometimes as Christians, Helen, you've highlighted that sort of it's carnal Christianity. We've submitted to God, but we're still holding a lot of ourselves back. Mm. And he's saying, submit everything to me, everything to me, and ask me to help you to even submit everything to me. And then when that's done, believe that it's happened Believe it because God promises it. It's in line with his will for us in the word of God. And then ask to be baptized with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, that name above all names. It reminds me, um, Lindy, of when Christ was walking on this earth and he got rid of the pigs. You remember where he actually cast the pigs and they went over the side of a cliff into the water and the men got a bit angry with him. It's a bit like, we want you here, Lord, but let us keep our pigs. And I think sometimes we do that in our life, just to use that illustration. We're saying, yes, Lord, um, I want to give my will to you, but... Yes. But there's just one thing. Can I just hang on to this one thing? But he wants all. He gave his all for us and he wants all from us, doesn't he? He does, Helen, but it's not a tedious relationship by any means. You know, surrendering can be difficult, but once we have the joy that fills us, the peace that fills us, the victory over sin that we have, we we don't really want to look back from that. We want to keep growing in that, you know, that that sanctification process of growing and being transformed and changed through the power of the blood as we had in that song before. It's through what Jesus did on the cross for us. He took all of our sins. He took the 
the penalty of sin on himself so that we can have life and life abundant. We mustn't look at this as a, a, a difficult process that is going to cause our lives to be sad and unhappy. We will have greater joy than we've ever experienced. And we will have the greater ability to witness to others and to, the words of God will flow out of our mouth like ever, never before. We, when we pray and when we need to stand up for what is right, the Holy Spirit will give us the words. He will give us even the words in prayer. And I've seen that in my own life, praying for somebody's healing. Words are coming out of my mouth that wouldn't normally come out of my mouth. And I know it's not me, Helen. I know. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through me. Lindy, you've just said that words come out of your mouth that you weren't even planning on saying. There was an incident just a few weeks ago that involved me and um, and the ministers, and I was heading to hospital not knowing whether I was going to come out of it. You will remember that. And you came forward with the group, and you prayed very boldly. Can you remember that? Yes, now you bring it to my mind. I do remember, Helen, and I think I said to you, it wouldn't normally be I wouldn't normally have the courage to stand up in front of a group of pastors. I'm not a pastor, I've trained in chaplaincy, but I'm not um theologically trained. I wouldn't normally have had the courage to stand up and pray with such boldness. But as we stood there, just this boldness came out, these words, these claims and and then of course the other pastors prayed as well and praying into that. And we saw, Helen, that God healed you, miraculously Absolutely. healed you. Absolutely. Even the doctors were amazed. And but so, you were so sure that day that I was going to be healed. That's what came out. That's what came across to me. Um, and I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to you that day. I think so, Helen, yeah. because I don't have the power to know whether someone's mm. healed or whatever. Mm. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the result was joy, peace and victory, wasn't it? Amen. And isn't that what we're talking about today? Absolutely. Can the promises bring us joy, peace and victory? Well, I just... I'm just blown away. I know you could tell lots and lots of stories. Um, and, and people, as you said, they think it's so complicated, but it's not really, is it? It's it not complicated at all. And, and we have a God who wants us to come before him, who is pleading with us. You know, he wants to give us the best. So if, if somebody came to you and said, I don't know how to pray, I don't know how to ask, but I want it. What would you tell them, Lindy? Well, if that person was right beside me, I would certainly sit with them and pray for them to have a greater ability to pray. I might try to model it or I might just say, look, just talk to the Lord like he's a friend. You know, I'm reminded, Helen, of Psalm 91, which is just so powerful and beautiful. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. And I would point somebody to the word of God, to those promises and say to them, pray that promise. Pray those scriptures when you're praying. Talk to the Lord about who he is from the scriptures in Psalms and many other scriptures. And I would just encourage them to Humble themselves before the Lord, Amen. not to be scared or frightened, but just to, with a genuine heart, humble themselves and say, Lord, I need you in every area of my life. May you step into my life today.
That's beautiful, Lindy. And you've picked one of my favourite psalms, yes. Psalm 91. <laughs> I would recommend that people study that, that psalm and Absolutely. take it to heart. There is a part in there that says, Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that walketh in Darkness, is it? Yes. Yes. And the last part? Law of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Let me tell you that when I was in Papua New Guinea, I was late coming home from a choir practice out of town through the bush up in the hills. And I was on my own. And it's scary stuff when you're on your own. When when we were up there the later years we were there, there was a group called the Rebels. Mm. And um, you you could they just suddenly appear. And uh, I have to confess, I was terrified. Mm. I was coming down in a four-wheel drive and I remembered that text, Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. I have seen my dog with an arrow through it by day. And here I was at night on my own traveling this lonely road and I cried that prayer out to God. You know, to keep me safe from all that. And, and he honored his prayer. It was a comfort. It brings peace. It brings joy. And especially it brings victory. Amen. Lindy, I think our time is almost up for today. And I wanted to say thank you very much for being here and giving us the time. I also want to thank um, each one for joining myself and Lindy in drive time, big Q&A. And please join us tomorrow evening when Tracy and Lindy once more will spend the entire time discussing Will my experience touch others? And we've also already touched that a little bit, but I just want to say thank you, Lindy, for what you are doing. And I ask you to keep Lindy in prayer as well because she is doing an amazing ministry. I really look forward to sharing with you again. Please remember that um, Christ said, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. John fourteen twenty seven. May God richly bless you as you listen to our closing song, Change My Heart, O God. May that be our prayer today and the following days, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Change my heart, O God. I be like you.